there, Casey. Ho, ho, ho. Did you just call me a hoe? No, I did not call you a hoe. I pretended oh. to be Santa Claus. Oh, hi, Santa Claus. Can uh, I come sit on your lap and tell you what I want for Christmas? M- maybe later. T- tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're doing another Bible study today. Um, and let me, let me see if I can figure out exactly what we're covering, uh, just so people at home can know what to expect. All right, go for it. Okay, so basically we got Moses. He's going to come down off the mountain. And, and while he was up there, uh, you know, Aaron got a little cocky. And, and the people asked him to make, to make a heifer. And so he made a golden heifer, and 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 Moses comes out and he's like, God damn it, you motherfucker. Aaron, you're supposed to be my brother. Why the fuck are you fucking shit up? <laughs> and then, for some reason, a Levite comes in, kills 3,000 people for whatever the fuck reason. Thank God kind of got, like, a little rage blackout thing and, like, got the guy to come in there and kill people. And then, for some reason, God... Uh, you know, gives Moses a radiated facial. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's a sign of domination. Uh, like, I mean, that could be it. I mean, maybe he's like, listen, Moses, you don't, you don't shape your people up. I might just lose my shit one day and you guys won't wake up. <laughs> Actually, you didn't do too bad this time. Oh, really? Yeah. With the exception of Levite is not a person. Levite is a tribe of Israel. So it was the Levite people, which if y'all remember from a couple weeks ago, um, that those people are the priests. Oh. hmm But God legit, like, does some radiated cum on, on, on <laughs> Moses' face? God well, damn. Well, not exactly, but <sighs> Moses' face is radiant every time he leaves God's presence. So I don't know if he's like okay. in the afterglow or, you know, well, I mean, God did, but fuck Israel and gave him a different name. Israel, so, but fucked God. You know, we're not really sure. It's, I mean, with these historical matters, you just got to kind of historical. Hi, yeah. Quote unquote historical. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You guys couldn't, couldn't see me when I didn't do it. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How are you guys doing today? Um, Casey, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi, y'all. Yeah, so today we're going over more Moses shit. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be all thumbs with the Ten Commandments, and we're gonna figure <laughs> out how he comes to get a a glory facial or radiated facial. I don't know. It this kind of seems like a Fallout Four kind of situation here. I I didn't like fallout okay awkward silence (laughs) all right so we're gonna start today in exodus chapter 32 if you remember from the last um podcast we talked about measurements for the altar of of incense we talked about um the like the recipe for incense and the recipe for ordination oil. We talked about ordination. We also talked about um uh pre um how they needed to sacrifice shit and how many and what kind and where to put all the blood, you know, ear, thumb and toes and I, I still don't horn the... lubrication and <laughs> things. Say so the horn lubrication is so you know exactly how far to shove it up your ass. <laughs> I mean, you can't shove unlubricated horn all the way up your rectum. Yeah, so that's what we talked about last time. So prior to that, Moses went up onto the mount with God for 40 days and 40 nights, right? Well, so that's where we're starting back because we kind of talked about some other stuff in the last couple. Yeah, because the daily Bible is jumping all over the fucking place. Well, the regular Bible jumps. I mean, this is how the order of the regular Bible. The regular Bible jumps all over the fucking place. Yeah. So Exodus chapter 32 starts with 
the Israelite people get kind of restless. Um, When Moses disappears, they don't know where he went. God also disappeared. They don't know where he went. And they're kind of in an emotional state where they've just made a covenant with God and they've escaped Egypt and, you know, they're, they need, they're, they're just in a vulnerable state and they need their God to lead them, right? They need Moses, who's their like supreme leader and, and God. Well, they're both gone and they don't know quite what to do with themselves. So they go to Aaron, who is the priest of priests right he's the right but also i mean can you imagine how fucking helpless these people are i mean moses goes away for 40 days and they're just like oh well fuck what are we supposed to do there's no way we can carry on with normal goddamn society moses is gone god will fuck us (laughs) well they've also they also don't have like you say normal society but they're in a land just with the israelite people now they hardly have an established they don't really have established cities or like a daily life they don't all have jobs you know what i mean like it's not really they're kind of in a temporary they're kind of in a transition period well i mean but you would think that moses will be like all right aaron now listen up don't fuck shit up while i'm gone okay it's gonna be about it's gonna be a little more than a month that i'm gone you can handle it just as long as they don't start killing each other, we're fine. Well, I don't think Moses knew how long he was going to be gone. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you would think I God. Think he knew. I think God would be like, "Listen, Moses, I need you to get up here on the mountain. It's going to be a 40, 40 day trip. Okay, <laughs> that's how long you're going to be gone." But I mean, even then, I mean, Moses wouldn't need to tell him like exactly how long he's gone. I mean, come on, it's not really that hard to run a primitive society like that. I mean, it's like, all right, you fucks over there, go out hunting. You fucks over here, go gather shit. You fucks over there, just don't touch anything, okay? (laughs) We've seen what happens when you touch shit. You put blood on the wrong horn, and then I end up fucking my ass with the wrong horn. Well, so... (laughs) You're a mess. So, but here's the thing. The person, their judge, if you remember, Moses is like... Moses is like the head judge and he sets himself up a judiciary based on the advice from his father-in-law, right? Well, so Moses is the guy that they're used to going to to ask all the questions and solve all their problems and whatever, and he's not there. So... Is Aaron really that incompetent? I don't think Aaron is incompetent. I just think Aaron's not like the second in charge. He's the head priest. So he has just has a different job. Well, he has a different job, but this is also the motherfucker that was with Moses when he was like, let my PayPal go. <laughs> Thank you for that song. You're welcome. I did yeah. a bow. I, yes, I, I got that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know, but at the same time, I don't know. It would make more sense if Aaron was doing most of the speaking that the people would look to Aaron, but they didn't. They looked to Moses because Moses was the one who met with God. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, aren't they like, hey, Aaron, what does Moses say about this? Aaron goes, asks Moses, Aaron comes back. Uh, Mo- Moses says this. I mean, why couldn't he just pretend to go up to the mountaintop? Be like, I went up there and I asked Moses. He says, shut, s- set the fuck down. Shut the fuck up. Don't touch anything. <laughs> well, because <clears throat> as as we'll find out through this uh, this podcast today the people are a stiff-necked people i had to look up stiff-necked because i didn't fucking know what that meant it, it means people that only give head one way no stiff-necked it d- they, uh, <laughs> i mean they don't have any kind of like technique to it at all that's not what it means oh shit no no it means stubborn well fuck me in the mouth what <laughs> Okay, Are ahead. you trying for more dick jokes this time? Because somebody in the last one put a comment that they disliked it because there weren't enough dick jokes. Yes, if that's it, a thing with this, GE, this is the this is the dick show, all God. dick all the time. Please not, please let's not. <laughs> so anyway, we haven't even started Exodus chapter thirty-two. Let's I've just go. given you a little summary. Okay, so 
the people come to Aaron, right? And they say, come make us gods or a God um, who will go before us. And this for fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answers them, take off all the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioned it with a tool. Uh, then they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So, wait, did they basically, were they basically like, oh, well, Moses and God have abandoned us. Time to turn into Hindus. Well, I don't know. It's interesting because they do, they do worship a, a calf. Um, but... At the same time, they're still worshiping to the Lord. So, can, can you imagine what the calf actually looked like for like these primitive ass people? I mean, basically, it would have looked like a golden turd stuck onto another golden turd that was hung up by two fucking sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There were, there were, if, there have like always, not always, always, but for a most of human history been artists well yeah there have been but these are the jews they started bitching you know <laughs> they started bitching when they got to the red sea you know i mean that was just a few days into their travels yeah well that and doesn't it, have anything to do with their artistic ability well i i can gather that they probably spend more time bitching than they do being artistic i don't know probably I mean, I don't know either, but can you imagine the sound that that particular calf would have made? <laughs> it would have been like, kill me now. It was made out of gold. Well, I know. I'm talking about like if it was like a real calf that existed. If it was a real calf and they cast it in gold, yeah, it probably would have been screaming. No. Well, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just go on. What? Nobody understands me. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant like the, the it's supposed to be a depiction of real life. Yeah. Right. So if that was a real life cow not cast in gold, right. it would probably sound like it was begging for death. Maybe, I don't know. They were fawning over it. So, you know, maybe it likes the attention. You don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so the next day, after Aaron announces that there's going to be a festival, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and prevented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry, which is like a loud, boisterous partying, a lot of drinking. Can you just imagine it? It's like, oh, all right. Oh, Samuel, can you please go and bring me that little lamb? What is, it? is it a lamb that they sacrificed twice a day? Yes. Yeah, they said, okay, bring me the lamb, I'll slit its throat, and then burn it for the Lord. Like, that's what you do every morning? Like, most normal people go for a run. Nope, I'm going to slaughter a lamb. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, it again, it's interesting because they they do it in front of or to this calf god, but they still have the Abrahamic God in their minds as if they're doing it to him, but he's not there. So like they need that person or that thing. They need that idol there. You know, they feel like they do. So anyway, this really pisses God off. Like really, really. So God says to Moses and Moses is still up on the mountain with God. Go down because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have come, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just imagine this scene. You got Billy Bob Thornton up there on the mountain as Moses. <laughs> 
And and he's sitting there, you know, studying with the Lord and everything. And then he's like, listen, you need to go back down there because they're starting to worship a calf. <laughs> you just see the Billy Bob Thornton Moses turn, look at God and be like, what the shit? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? A calf? Fuck, kill him. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think if, if Moses was, if Billy Bob Thornton was playing Moses, that's what he would be like. Fuck it. Kill him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> So Moses obviously was a little concerned uh, that God is going to destroy all of the Israelite people and make a new nation of Israelite people from him, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he sought favor um, of God and he said, Oh Lord, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians get to say... It was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all the land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever." So the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. So Moses turned away from God and went down on the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, there is a sound of war in the camp. And Moses is like the fuck (laughs) not really but but he basically tells joshua he's full of shit he's like that's not the sound of victory and it is not the sound of defeat it is the sound of singing that i hear so moses approached the camp and saw the calf cast in gold and the dancing his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands breaking into pieces at the foot of the mountain (laughs) <laughs> so so basically Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments and he hears singing and shit and, and basically them worshiping the calf and he's like, Well fuck this whole Ten Commandment shit. I'm about to go and whoop some Israelite ash. Yeah, pretty much. Now the the anger that God had, now Moses has, and he is livid. Yeah, well, I mean, anger is often infectious. Yeah, so listen to what he does to the calf. He takes the calf they had made and burnt it in the fire. Then he ground it up into powder and scattered it on the water and made the Israelites drink the water. Oh, what the fuck? This seems like this seems like a weird hazing ritual. It's like, all right, now y'all fallen from grace, but guess what? I'm gonna grind this shit up, and you're gonna have to drink it, and then you're gonna have Dokey Twinkle. <laughs> yeah, it was basically meant as as a repentance thing. I think um, it doesn't really say that, but that's kind of how it comes off. I think <laughs> Moses, do we really have to drink this gold water? You worshipped it once before. Now you're gonna have to worship it as shit when you poop it out. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're required to worship poop. You don't know. I don't. Not everything was written down. You're right. They they might have worshipped the dookie twinkle. I don't think they... I I don't think so. So, in this next section, uh, Aaron basically denies responsibility for all the shit that's going on down there in the camp, right? Of course. I mean, who? I I would deny that shit. (laughs) Well, so, Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you led them into such great sin? And Aaron responds, Do not be angry, my lord. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them, Whoever has any gold jewelry, take it off. Then they gave me the gold. I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Like a a bunny out of a magic hat. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking magical shit. Yeah, yeah. So basically Aaron sees that Moses is pissed. He knows he did wrong and he was supposed to be the leader of the people while Moses was gone. And he fucked it all up royally. Well, I I mean, can you... 
Exactly how hard is it to, to like manage a first century or not even first century? Like this is like a fifth or sixth century BCE society. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't it be relatively easy? Like, hey guys, hey guys, listen, okay? Y'all just shut the fuck up. You guys go hunt and you guys go and gather. And then we'll just wait for Moses to get back. No need to go all crazy and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, you might think so, but you have to understand, there's like 600,000 of these fucks, right? So, I mean, it's a very sizable group of people. Well, yeah, but I mean, Moses goes away. And I mean, that's like that, that that's like a very, oh, what is it, narcissistic view of yourself. Like, you're going to write the book, and it's like, and then I went up on the mountain for 40 days and nights, and everything just sort of fell apart without me. I mean, <laughs> I am the glue that holds the society together. Well, that's true about me and my job. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but even you yourself have said that you don't need to be, like, the linchpin or whatnot. Oh, no. Anything. I really do feel like everybody is replaceable <laughs> in, in work, not always in life. I'm just saying, as far as work goes, pretty much everybody can be replaced by somebody else. They may not do as good of a job, but they'll get the job done. But in this case, not so much. The people had to have Moses, which I think is interesting because Aaron was with Moses every step of the way leading these people out of Egypt. Aaron was the voice. I mean, he was the mouthpiece for Moses, right? So you'd think that they wouldn't have any kind of problem following Aaron. And I don't think they did have a problem following Aaron. I think Aaron fucked it up. Like the people were confused and Aaron should have led them in the right direction, but he didn't. So basically, Aaron's a dumbass, and he decided to make a calf sculpture instead of actually leading people. Yeah, and then lied to Moses about it. Oh, that was the big fuckery there. Yeah, but it appears he doesn't really even get in trouble for it. Uh, fuckery didgeridoo, that's what that is. <laughs> but somebody's about to get in trouble. You ready for the next part? Oh, well, I'm, I'm prepared. My, my anus <laughs> is prepared. So Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had let them get out of control. And basically become a laughing stock to all of the enemies, which I guess were around and could see how ridiculous they were behaving, which is essentially exactly how they behave because they have golden idols and things like that that they pray to. So this is really not out of the ordinary for them, so I'm not really sure how they become a laughing stock, but anyway, that was Moses's viewpoint on it. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and he said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. All of the Levites rallied to him. Now the Levites are the priests, right? Um, for the for the Israelites, they're the tribe of Levi. <clears throat> and then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Now God really didn't tell him this, like as far as what we know, but Moses is saying that God told him this. I know a lady at work who does this. Um <laughs> This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded. And that day, about 3000 of the people died. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So let me get this straight. God is so pissed off with his chosen people that he takes another part of his chosen people and tells them to kill the other part of their chosen people. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. God wanted to destroy all of them, right? right? So this is actually Moses's punishment. He says it's God, but I don't think it is. I mean, in the story. In the story, I don't think it is God. I think it's Moses. Because Moses, remember, tries to atone for what the Israelites... I mean, not yet, but like Moses convinces God not to destroy all of the Israelites, so I think this is Moses's punishment and he's using the fear of God. I think he's able to use God in that way, unlike anybody else really can, because he's, you know, knows him face their bros. You know, they hang out on the mountain and shit. Oh, yeah. And he gets facials. We'll hear about that in a minute, though. <laughs> well, so um, you have Moses said to them, you have been set apart to the, to the Lord today. For you were against your own sons and brothers, and he has blessed you this day. So basically, the whole love your family, love each other is all horse shit. Kill your brother, kill your neighbor, kill your daughter, kill whoever else. 
does anything against me. I can see this as being an argument for, you know, killing heathens, like killing uh, atheists and whatnot, just people of other faiths in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's that. Also, this would be a good thing to throw in the face of a Christian when they're like, God is love! <laughs> he he wasn't very loving when he had the Levites go and kill about three thousand Jews. I mean, that's yeah. at, at that time in in that time and place. That's basically Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I mean there were six hundred thousand of them, so it's. I mean, three thousand is that's not a it's not a small number of people to kill in no. a night. Well, no, true, uh, but but I, I'm fairly certain that you know Hitler had his three thousand days. Days, yeah, where he only killed 3,000 Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure God's up there, like, ah, we didn't meet our quota today, boys. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to up that wholesale slaughter tomorrow, okay? Why you talk about my people that way? <laughs> you get one ancestry.com, like, uh, 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 order thing. Uh, you know, description or whatever, and now you're all of a sudden a Jew and you get offended. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what being Jew is about? N- yeah, I mean, I guess. Also, I started <laughs> clipping coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a Jew. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, the next day Moses said to the people, you have committed a great sin. But now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses went back to the Lord and he said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now please forgive their sin. If not, then blot me out of the book you have written. That that would be the book of life, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> okay, thank you. And uh, traditionally, though, you've got to actually believe in Jesus in order to get into that book. But this is before Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like a special discount. But he had to know that Jesus was already going to, like... Well, Moses is a prefigure to Jesus in general, so... Well, I don't mean Moses know, but God know. Oh, yeah, God would know, uh, except when he doesn't. So, anyway, (laughs) go ahead. So the Lord replied to Moses... Whoever who has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Which, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm interrupting this section again. But don't they, like, don't Christians and really Jews, too, um, and Muslims, frankly, don't they all subscribe to we're all sinners? No, well, yeah. And you, you can only be saved through Christ. Uh, well, that's for the Christians, of course. Right. And um, but I mean, pretty much every religion's like we all sin and we all got of a tone. So Jews, you're gonna slaughter a lamb. Christians, you're just gonna believe in you know a blood sacrifice. And Muslims, oh god damn, y'all y'all just fuck nine year olds <laughs> and goats and goats. That's not that's not accurate. That's I, their they... holy loophole. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so (laughs) God is still talking to Moses now. I like how I could throw off the entire podcast, (laughs) which is like a couple of sentences. (laughs) And I do. I lose what's going on. I'm like, where the fuck was I in the book? And I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. It's ridiculous. (laughs) She's sitting there thinking, don't think about ass raping goats. Don't think about (laughs) ass raping goats. Okay, so now, actually, I was thinking, oh, God, this one's going to get us a lot of shitty comments. <laughs> yeah, because we get so many shitty comments on these particular videos. Yeah. Okay, so God is still talking to Moses. Uh, now go, lead the people in the, to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. And the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf Aaron had made. Plague time. Yay, plagues. That's the thing that God does. I almost said Jesus. (laughs) Well, and so he doesn't say what kind of plague. We don't know if people died. Um, I'm assuming people died. People always die when God's involved. I can just just see it right now. I'm giving you all hepatitis. (laughs) (laughs) From fucking all those goats, you nasty motherfuckers. Oh, my God. So... Uh, Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place 
you and the people you brought up out of Egypt and go up to the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. <laughs> so, so God's basically like, listen, guys. I might have me another one of those rage blackouts and kill all you fucks. So you best get on with it before I start all black and outy. Yeah, he. I mean, pretty much. He's like, he he is. He's like, I may just have a crazy moment and kill all you fucks. So you might just want to go without well, me. Well, I, I mean, the last time he did it was with Moses as he was going to Egypt. He had a rage blackout, almost killed Moses. But thankfully, Moses' wife threw a severed foreskin at his feet. <laughs> that way, Jesus, or, or not Jesus, but God is like, whoa, oh, I'm so glad she did that. Throwing that foreskin at your feet. I almost fucking killed you. <laughs> Y'all go on ahead, save my people. <laughs> So when the people hear the distressing words, because Moses goes and tells, you know, the people what God had said, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. I'm assuming they're talking about jewelry. What do you think? Gold. They're basically depriving themselves of gold because of what they did with the gold calf. Well, yeah, but I, I just can't help but to imagine them having Christmas ornaments like hanging all off their shit and whatnot. Like, like little baby Jesus earring. Like your beard bo bobbles. Like my beard bobbles. Boggles. <laughs> whatever. We have to do another beard bobble. Was that a Santa dick? I'm sorry, I got totally distracted. John is surfing through Facebook, and there's a meme or a picture, and it's it's a like one of those chocolate Santas wrapped in foil, and the foil looks like Santa. Well, so you take the foil off, and there's no like that. It's a dick. It's a chocolate <laughs> dick. It's a, it's a chocolate Santa dick. Yes. <laughs> can can continue though. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> So the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you even for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Horeb. <laughs> Mount Horeb. That's where all the whores go. <laughs> Horeb. So Moses um, decided to put together a makeshift, uh, makeshift tent of the meeting. Which, you know, that's where he goes to talk to God. And it's really interesting. Whenever he goes to the tent, people, all the people around go to the doorway, like the entrances of their tents, and watch Moses until he enters the tent of the meeting. When Moses goes into the tent of the meeting, the pillar of the cloud comes down and stays at the entrance while the Lord speaks to Moses. Whenever people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to his own tent. I don't know why this shit is so important to like detail like that. I don't I don't know either, but I don't think that was an actual cloud. I think it was a really dank vape cloud. Just as soon as, as Moses got in there, he was like, Alright, now I gotta cover my tracks. I don't I don't think they had vape. They, thingies. Uh, they had they had vapes back then. I mean, Moses seems like a vapor. I mean, he's always got these like huge clouds of smoke around him and shit and whatnot. It's I mean, God. It, just, it just makes sense though. Like it makes as it much just, sense as God. It just makes sense. Though. Also, how convenient is it that he goes into a place all alone to converse with God? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I would, I would take note of that. Like, why are you going in there alone? And it's like Moses is walking in there with like a, bo a box of Kleenex or in lotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, I'm conversing with God. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. I don't think they had Kleenex or lotion. So let's move on. Uh, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, like an N-U-N. Uh, did not did not leave his tent. So Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. 
Remember that this nation is your people. So, so the. <laughs> it says, remember, this is the nation of your people, there, there, uh, God. I mean, you don't want to go get all rage blackouty again, okay? Just keep that in mind. Repeat that to yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah, so the Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all of the other people on the face of this earth? So basically, God's presence makes them special and better than everybody else on the earth. Special. Yeah. Yeah, they're riding in on the short camel. <laughs> Do do you know why short short people are so hateful? Because they're closer to hell. Because they're closer to hell. <laughs> Took away your fire. <laughs> I probably told that one on here before. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because our feet are on the same fucking ground. <laughs> you know, in the FSM re- uh, religion, it, they teach that the the flying spaghetti monster just really loves you. The flying spaghetti monster would love you more than me because you're shorter. Why? Like, the the flying spaghetti monster just prefers short people? No, it's because his noodly appendages push us onto the earth so that we don't fly off of it. Really? Well, yeah, it's a satirical religion. It's not meant to be literal. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know anything about the FSM stuff. I mean, I've seen like the pictures and I've heard of it. And like, I've seen the people who put the fucking colanders on their head mm-hmm. to take pictures with their driver's license, which is absurd. And if you do that, you're a ridiculous person. I want to do that. You No. But then again, I am ridiculous by nature. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so... The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. I think this is really interesting. (laughs) Now show me your glory. Strip down and show me that snuffleupagus you got. (laughs) I just think this is really weird. Moses like commanding God. I mean, that's what this comes across like to me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So this is this isn't God asking Moses to show his glory. This is Moses asking God to show his glory. Moses said to God, "Now show me your glory." Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with <clears throat> you. So, the Lord said, "I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name." <laughs> Can you can you guys just imagine it's God and he's like I will pass my glory in front of you and then all of a sudden this hovering giant glowing cock just sort of flies in front of them <laughs> just all dangly and stuff like <laughs> so he says I will proclaim my name the Lord in your presence I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion but you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. I think God just said, I will moon you and that is all you will get. Well, so I'm wondering, like, why... I'm wondering why God is coming to earth for people to see, like for people to see him. Like, is it for the other people, like the Amorites and the Hivites and all of those people to see him so they'll die? Like, is that what that's for? He doesn't kill all these people. Well, no, I think it's, I think God is compromising with Abraham because Abraham's like, show me your glory. Moses. Or, sorry, yeah, Moses. Abraham's uh, been dead for a long time. I, yeah, I know. Um, he, he's wanting to compromise one, so it's like, all right, I'll put you in this cleft here, all right? I'll swing my junk by, and then I'll cover your face <laughs> with my hands, and then you'll get to see my butt. And that's all you're going to get 
for for that little amount that you've sacrificed so far. All right. We do a little bit more, and maybe you can actually see some of my testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the Lord said to Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready in the morning, and then come to Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones, went out to Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him and carried the stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord, and passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers and to the third and fourth generation. See, I disagree with this whole idea of, you know, you punish the children for the sins of the father. I mean, this seems to be the first instance of that. And we're going to see it as another... We've actually bit. seen this already once before. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. But, but still, it's... I think that the whole punishing the children for the sins of the father piece of this negates the whole, I am a compassionate and grace, gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, maintaining love to thousands. Like, I don't, I don't see how those two coincide. Oh, that's because they don't, honey. Well, actually, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. This is one of the reasons that I started to question. Um, I was Catholic, so this is one of the re- reasons I started to question my religion um, and the Bible in general. Is because I, even as a Christian, never believed in hell. It did not make any sense to me at all that a God that I was told was loving and forgiving and patient and kind and all of the things that they teach you that God is all of the gracious glory of God, you know, all of the things that they teach you that he is that are so wonderful, but then he'll punish you in the fiery pits of hell. Like that just, did, <laughs> that just did not make sense to me so, at so, all. So basically you weren't convinced by this right here. Well, you know, God is love, but you cross him, he'll burn your ass. No, because then God's not love. Like the whole God will forgive you for your sins. Not if he's going to send you to a fiery pit of hell for all of eternity. So to me, I never believed in hell because I didn't think that if we had this God that was loving and compassionate and gracious and slow to anger, I just couldn't marry that with a God that would send us to hell. Well, I mean, they're totally antithetical to each other. So, I mean, it makes sense that your rational and logical mind wouldn't be able to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that's what it boils down to. I think that that's probably what it boils down to for most atheists whenever they read the Bible or Christians who read the Bible and they're not so willfully ignorant that they just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't reconcile this whole idea of, you know, an all loving God and like hell and being sent to hell. Although, you know, the street preachers and like the fundies out there will say that you are the one that chooses to go to hell and God doesn't make the choice. God wants you to go to heaven, but you wanted to go to hell. See, they misdirect that blame and they put it on you so that it's your fault. That's a common manipulation tactic. But even so, if it was, if he was a loving and compassionate and gracious God who was forgiving, God would save you from yourself. Well, yeah, but you see, that's, that's, where, that's where the manipulation comes in. Because you're not, because because it it becomes that you are choosing to make this harder. You know, it, it's it's that whole trope of what you know when you hear the abusive father like, listen, this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> yeah. When I beat the fuck out of you with this belt. Yeah. You know, it's like no, it doesn't fucking hurt you more than it hurts me. If it actually hurt you more than it hurts me, then you'd fucking stop and figure out a better way to parent. But no. God's a lazy motherfucker, and he would rather (laughs) just manipulate you into thinking that it's your fault. This is all part of a manipulation uh, tactic. Well, I agree. But one of the reasons, well, the, the actually the first reason I started to question is because I couldn't marry this God that they're describing here 
with the punishment and damnation. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, I think most logical, rational people wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Sorry. Side sidetrack there. Okay, so we're in Exodus chapter 34. The, um, so we're, we're punishing the, the children for their children and the sins of their fathers for thir- three and four generations because apparently your great-great-grandchildren should be fucked over because you stole a lollipop. Love you. <laughs> So Moses bowed down to the ground at once and worshiped. Oh, Lord, if I have found favor in your eyes, he said, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. Stiff necked. That's like when you start sucking dick too much and you just can't (laughs) turn your or maybe it's when you have no technique on your sucking that Jesus dick. Is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. What's stiff neck? Stubborn. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about that before at the beginning. Oh, I forgot already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you get distracted. I know. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why you, sometimes when you just throw in dick jokes, it's like, well, I can just throw in a dick joke. It'll fit anywhere. <laughs> 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 so... <clears throat> The Lord said to Moses, I am making a covenant with you before all of your people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation and in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome the work is that I, the Lord, will do for you. So then he tells them, obey what I command you today. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare among you. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and cut down their Asherah poles. Do not worship any other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous god. So, so basically, God's admitting that he's a jealous God. It's not the first time he's admitted that. Oh, okay. A, a lot of repetition, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta admit that, that, that it's good on him for him to not, you know, not, not beat around the bush as far as, you know, being a jealous, insane, <laughs> rage-blackout-y right. God. Right. Yeah, he never hides that fact. No. And... You know, what's interesting here is he's like a lot of there. There are some less fundy Christians who will say, you know, live and let live like we'll live our way. And I will try to teach you the word. But if you want to choose your own religion, that's fine. I mean, even the Pope has said that there are other ways to heaven than through Jesus, you know, like so it's there are there are Christians who accept other religions. But according to this right here, Exodus chapter 34, verses 11 through 16, God damn it, don't you dare make any treaties with anybody else of any other religion. Don't let them worship like they worship in your land. Break all their shit. Destroy all their temples. Because fuck them and their gods. Yeah, so it goes on to say, Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land, for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you choose some of their daughters as wives for your sons, and those daughters prostitute themselves to their gods, they will lead your sons to do the same. Prostitute themselves? Do they, like, bend over, you know, ass up, face down, kind of, and they just wait for God to insert itself deep inside them? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. But You think God gets a pretty good price for that? I mean, otherwise, otherwise it's just kind of, it's not prostitution. He doesn't mean it that way. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so basically, in this section, he's saying you shouldn't intermarry. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't fucking intermarry. Religions. It's not specifically talking about race here. It's talking about other religions. Like a Christian should not marry a Jew. A Muslim should not marry a Buddhist. Um, none of y'all fucks should marry an atheist. atheist. Y'all should kill all those fucks. <laughs> Tot- totes kill those fucks. Yeah. 
So then the Lord said to Moses, write down these words for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets, the word of the covenant, the 10 commandments. So Moses wrote, was gone again for another 40 days and nights. Hopefully the Israelites fucking behave themselves. And he wrote the 10 commandments again. God did. Or Moses. Moses did. Moses, uh, Moses wrote them. Oh, God didn't write them with the lightning. The lightning dick commandments were only there for a little bit. And then Moses was like, fuck these dick commandments. Right. Moses wrote them. <laughs> God told him what to write. But apparently it took 40 days and 40 nights to write 10. So Moses is an illiterate fuck. <laughs> You imagine Moses trying to erase the graven. <laughs> also, you cannot live 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, you like uh, water. Well, well, food in general, you can go three weeks. That's, that's not, not 40, 40 days. days. That's 21 days. And then water, you can really only go a few days. So the motherfucker had a spring inside that cave or wherever the fuck he was. <laughs> So when Moses came down from Mount Sinai after he wrote the Ten Commandments and was gone for another 40 days and nights, he had the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. He was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When, when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be afraid to go near the guy that just got a facial from God. <laughs> He's glowing. Yes, he's glowing with the radiant semen of God. (laughs) (laughs) So Moses called to them, and Aaron and all of the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all of the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commandments the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out, he told the Israelites what had been commanded. They saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went to, again to speak with the Lord. This is whole veil. Nobody could see Moses' face then except for God. And then immediately following when he was giving God's commandments, whatever Mm -hmm. God was commanding at the time. So that wraps up Exodus chapter 34. Yay! Yay. Next week. Okay, so the last couple of weeks we've been going through God telling Moses basically all the dimensions and all of the shit for how to build um, the... The, te- the the tabernacle and all of the altars and the curtains and the who should do the work and the gems and the blends of the incense and oil and the sacrifices and the ark and the mercy seat and all that shit. So God told Moses all of this stuff, right? Now we're going to go through and actually do it all. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <sighs> Tune in next week so we can learn carpentry from the Jewish people. <laughs> Here's how you build an ark for the God. Oh, why couldn't God just blink that shit into existence? Because we gotta build it. Don't question God. Who are you to question God? You're not selling me (laughs) on this whole idea of me working. (laughs) Every day's a Sabbath for me, bitches. (laughs) Well, heathens, we hope that you enjoyed it today. Please leave a comment down below with what kind of conversations you think that God and uh, Moses had. And don't forget to smash that like button. Of course, smash that like button. Mm -hmm. And also, don't forget to... Stand up and use your voice. We'll see you heathens later. Bye, y'all.